Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Steve Litchfield, and this is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we got another above-average episode for you today. Just above-average, huh? All right. I don't want to know. Do you see the expectations? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, how's your week been? Uh, Moderate. Moderate? Yeah. I don't know what to compare it to, but sure. Okay, well, I can compare it to something. Okay. People are familiar with the uh, book series, and there were movies made out about of Narnia. Uh-huh. And there's the old lamppost and the kids coming out. Uh-huh. Well, lo and behold, we were going uh, around, and uh, we had an old uh, wardrobe that we gave to Steve, and Steve decided to climb around in it some, and when he went out the back of it, Steve came to Narnia, there's the lamppost. Looks a little bit more worn out than the other movie we saw, but there's... Steve at the lamppost. So who knew that you could go from one spot to another just going through a wardrobe? And if you believe that story, <laughs> then... The, the lamp's got a little... Yeah. I think the tree hit it that was there. I don't know if y'all can see it, but it's it's right there. And the top of it's broken. How about if we give you that picture and you post it? How about we not? It's <laughs> not a good picture. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, you know where to, whoops, I hit the button too soon. Uh, All yeah. the places to find sure. us. Sure. Okay. All right. I'll let that run by and then you can go on. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Go so, ahead. I don't know. Well, let's well, go ahead to the next slide. Well, well let's hold for a second. We got uh-huh. stuff sitting here in front of us. We do. Uh, we have the Pumpkin Festival coming up here Saturday, the Saturday. 24th, mm-hmm. uh, in Elkin, North Carolina. It'll be from 9 to 4. Um, and it's most things are set up uh, on Main Street, both ways as you come into town. But just down the hill from there, there's a field near the uh, Yakin uh, Valley Chamber of Commerce, and that's where the farmers market people will be setting up, which I'm part of. Mm-hmm. You are too. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are some of the things we've been making. Some of these we've had out before, but since it's a pumpkin festival, we have these. Uh, we call them post pumpkins. They're not completely finished yet. They will have a stem stuck out of the top and some ribbon on it or a raffia or something. But it's three different sizes there. There's a tall one underneath the witch, a shorter one down over here, and a smaller one here. Uh-huh. And uh, Steve does the faces on those. And, of course, he does the faces on the witches and the mummies and Frankies that are out there. This year I've added some bats. I think you can see them down over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, over there, and we got a few other things that haven't been finished yet. We'll be working on today (laughs) to wrap some more things up. We have witches' hats, wizards' hats. Uh, I'm gonna have some uh, wood pieces that are shaped sort of like the witch here, a little smaller, but it'll look like candy corn. And then I have some jars that'll have a candle inside of them, and they'll be painted uh, orange or some color similar to that. And then there'll be a cutout of like a leaf or a jack o' lantern on the front of it. Uh, kind of cool looking things. Uh, you also have the uh, cats. Cats, yeah, I forgot yes. the cats. I was naming everything else, trying to yeah. remember everything. We got cats, mm-hmm. and they come in the small, medium, large, just like the uh, pumpkins out here, the same size as seven, five, and three inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I leave anything else out? Uh. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have all that stuff down there and more. And it should be a a fun time. So I hope people will come on out to uh, Elkin, North Carolina uh, on Saturday, the 24th. That's this coming Saturday. Mm -hmm. So that's my advertisement for the beginning here. Sure. (laughs) 
Okay, let's move on. All right, so we'll go into, if you'd like to share comments or ask questions or whatever else there is you want to do, we have, you can contact us at thecrownandspear at gmail.com. And then, of course, don't forget to share, 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 and ring that bell. I tried to find a different bell sound, and none of them sounded too good, so I stuck with the old one. Anyway, that brings us back up to the karate. To the what? We'll get to that in a minute. That's okay, thing. you're jumping the gun there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Okay. All right, then. With that said, we're going to move on to our first, first commercial, commercial break, and then we'll go into the actual show. There we go. The important stuff. After that's what you want to call it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, everybody. was a good break you know it was such a, a long break i yes. went and uh stayed at a hotel for a little while you did yeah and while i was checking out uh there was this guy right next to me that he was complaining about the uh the hotel charging him for air conditioning and stuff and i was it's like strange yeah i'm like dude that's not cool <laughs> no air conditioning not cool mm-hmm. yeah so, well while you were doing that you know, there's been a bunch of stuff in the news lately about people just being attacked on street corners, walking down the street and somebody come up and whack them in the head, knock them out, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought I might check into some karate and see if I could defend myself. So I went to the local place downtown, look around, see what it's got. And I walk in and there's this pig walking around inside the karate place. And so I'm like, yeah, dude, what's the pig there for? He says, oh, man, you ought to just see him, what he can do. Calls up one of the students. They come out. They try to do all their moves. And the pig, boom, knocks them right down. Another one comes up, gets a guy, it's a black belt. He goes, I'm going to get you. And then, boom, knocks him right down. I said, how in the world does he do all that? And and what's that move called? He said, that's called the pig uh, pork chop. The pork chop. So <sighs> I thought I'd put in the pig so you can actually see him there mm-hmm. doing his chop. Okay. <laughs> if you can come up with corny jokes, so can I. <laughs> so where are we and, going, and Joe? You even have visual aids. <laughs> that's right. We're going back to John three nineteen through 24. Is there going to be any dear children? No, it might say that, but I didn't put any dear children in this week. 
All right, the Spirit gives us knowledge. That's okay. important to know that God, the Holy Spirit in us, helps us to have knowledge mm-hmm. about things. And so let's start out with verse 19. How, uh, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and, we, and he knows everything. Okay, take the first part of that up there in blue. Mm-hmm. I think it's blue on our screen. It doesn't always show up that way well, over it's there. It's kind of blue over there. Um, this is how we know that we belong to the truth. It's important to know how you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drifting off in song again, are we? <laughs> uh, it's important to understand how we know things. There's an entire study of th- something called a epistemology and it's the people say it's the epistemological question how you know you know say those two words five times fast no (laughs) anyway the the question of how you know it's important to know how you know how do we know things how do we know what's right how do we know what's wrong how do we know what god's telling us to do well god's word tells us a whole lot uh, but for us today, when we want to know something, uh, we look it up. You know, we got the internet. You know, it used to be in my age. Yeah, because nothing's wrong on the internet. <laughs> That's right. Uh, back in my day, you had to go to the public library and dig through a card catalog and try to find books and scan and scan and look for what you wanted. And it took time. Now you type in a word and hit a button and you get thousands of things come up through the internet about whatever it is you want to know about. So, I mean, we did it the other day. Our lawnmower belt slipped off, and we weren't sure how to fix that. So what do we do? We pulled YouTube up, <laughs> typed in the type of mower we had, and looked up the drive belt. It told us how it was supposed to go on, and we jacked the thing up and put it on, and it worked for a while and slipped back off again, which we think we may have put it on wrong. So we'll have to try that one more time. But uh, you can do all the information you basically need on the Internet for most things, but when you're coming to biblical knowledge, mm-hmm. where do we go to? The Bible. The Bible, sure. Sure. Boy, you caught on to that term real quick. (laughs) I get one once in a while. That's it. Biblical knowledge. we got to go to the Bible. So this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how our hearts are set at rest in his presence. It's the way we're doing it is our heart has... Let's back this up a little bit. The heart, when we talk about it in Scripture, Mm -hmm. is not this organ in our chest, you know, beating away and bumping blood all through the veins and all that. Mm -hmm. It's more of the emotional nature of understanding who we are uh, and how we understand things. The core of our being is what the heart is in Scripture, okay? Uh, kind of your soul, you know, what you really know and believe and feel about things. It's all tied in there together. Um, so the next verse that goes Surprised with you that. Didn't, uh, bring up that Danny Gokey song. I didn't, yeah. I uh, thought about that. Mm-hmm. but Which I don't think he was the first one singing it, though. No, it, um, um, what's that other group? Um, sure. I had it and it just oh. went out there into Never Never Land. Um, anyway. Yeah. Think about it in a minute. We'll give that one up. <laughs> well, let's keep going. Anyway, it was another group, and one of the artists wrote the song, and uh, they played it first. Although I like Danny Gokey's version better, he changed a few words, not many, uh-huh. and um, and and he does it well. Anyway, but the whole story behind it was a lady having a surgery in her heart, and a pastor asked about, you know, he'd like to see what heart surgery looked like, and there was a doctor in his congregation. They let him in, let well, him watch. Wasn't like Phillips. Craig and Dean, that's what it was that's the one yeah oh, okay. they were them 
And I think it was Craig out of the group that wrote it, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, but they did all the heart surgery and everything was fixed. Everything was going to work fine. But then they got to restart the heart, which was a thing that freaked me out when I had my heart surgery. They got to stop that thing and you know do all the work. Which makes sense. It's kind of hard to sew. <laughs> you know? uh, but anyhow, everything was fixed, and they they tried to get the lady to go again. Nothing happened. They had to give her a shot. Nothing happened. They did electric tro- electric probes on there and shocked it, and it didn't come back. And said the doctor finally knelt down, knelt down next to the lady and said, "Mrs. Johnson, we fixed your heart. Everything's going, but you need to tell your heart to beat again." And started beating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of the theme, a little bit of the song, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, Following Christ and all that. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, verse 20 starts Maybe, off saying... if I think about it, I'll tell the editor to put a link to that song in the description down below. Yeah, there you go. It's a cool song. I yeah. like it. I play it over and over. Um, now he goes on next there after talking about how do we know we know and uh, how we get our hearts set at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, he says, we know that God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. So sometimes our hearts condemn us, okay? And that's the Holy Spirit of God talking to us about maybe something we did wrong. And so he brings that condemnation so we know to change that around and you know do the right thing. He convicts us of wrongdoing, okay? Uh, and then going along with that in verse 21, Oh, there's the dear friends again, and I didn't throw your pictures in. Um, If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And that confidence before God goes on to talk about how we receive from him everything we ask for. But it's it's this confidence then that comes in. At one point, he gives condemnation because we're doing something wrong. But if we're doing what's right and we're following him, he gives us confidence that we're following him, that we're doing the right thing. And by doing the right thing, we're following him and he you know, blesses us with other stuff. So uh, there's two different sides to how we know what we know, that epistemological question, how do you know? You know, There's things all the time that we're like, well, you know, I don't know about that. You know, what is God's will for my life? How do I understand this? You know, What's the Bible say about this? Well, there's all kinds of references you can look up, read on, follow. Um, but most of it, you gotta f- have the confidence that the Holy Spirit will direct us and lead us, teach us, show us the right things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll go on to verse 23. And this is uh, his command to believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The heart in us, that not again the beating thing, but the, the real soul of our being, um, the heart is what believes and trusts and understands. That's And it's that way whether you're a Christian or not. Your heart is what kind of guides and directs your life. You know, where, where are you? But for those who are in Christ, who have made a profession of faith and are trusting Jesus as Lord and Savior, uh, the heart then is guided by the Holy Spirit. And so in this one it says, and this, uh, and this is his command to believe in the name of the Son of God. That is so important. People need to believe in Christ. I uh, heard a statistic on TV just the other day of how the number of uh, Christianity, what they do, you know, and again, it's hard to say 
where they get their numbers from. But the number of people in, in America who used to be pretty much guided by a Christian philosophy and would claim to be Christians, the numbers years ago used to be in the 80s or 90s. And it's way down in like the 60s now. It's only like 60% of American society believes in Christ and all that. The numbers are going down. And uh, they were talking about, you know, how do we get that back? Well, it, people have to preach the gospel. I mean, and that doesn't only mean Sunday morning worship and preach the gospel, but it's got to be a part of your own lifestyle. Everywhere you go, people you talk to, whether you're on the Internet, off the Internet, you know, wherever it might be, we're doing it right here. We're talking about Jesus Christ and the need in people's life to commit themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so the, the gospel message has to be out there. And it is by knowing the Son and Jesus Christ that will literally cause us to love one another, which then changes society. I mean, again, when I was a kid growing up in school, we started off the day with the Pledge of the Flag, and the teacher would lead in prayer. And we always did the Lord's Prayer together. And then, you know, as things would come up, moral lessons were taught that came from the Scriptures. Well, you know, years ago, they took all that out of the schools. And... You know, things have been going downhill ever since. Uh, families break up. There's not as many families that stick together as a unit. And so, you know, kids are torn and they don't have somebody teaching them lessons. And they go all different ways. And uh, the stuff that's on TV and in movies brings such a disorder to their lives. Uh, so it's all out there. And, uh, you know, that we need to get to a Christian heart again and get people where they're following Christ. Uh, verse 24. Uh, the one who keeps God's command lives in him and he in them. That is a key phrase. Uh, those who keep God's commands. The only way we can even come about partly keeping God's commands is to have Christ in us because the natural heart won't follow God's commands because they don't, they just don't see him as truth. They don't see him as real. They don't see him as nece uh, necessities that we ought to follow. Uh, they, they fade away from it, but the Spirit communicates, God the Holy Spirit communicates with our spirit and teaches us and helps us uh, with our conscience to understand what's good, what's bad, what's evil, uh, so that we will then try to keep his commands and by so doing show that we belong to Christ and that we're following him and doing the right things. And that comes around by the Spirit of God being in us. So let me go back to our phrase here again. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. There's an example of that being there. And this is how we know that he uh, lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gives us. So there it is, laying it right out. We only know God and the Spirit by the Spirit. Um, I didn't pick up on the verse earlier to, to put it in there, but it talks about that in Ephesians, that the Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing that we will make it into heaven. And so, you know, today's society, you know, if you want to buy something and you don't have all the cash right now, you can put a deposit down on it, which holds it, mm -hmm. and then you get the rest of your money together and you eventually own it. Well, the, the, the Holy Spirit's a deposit on us. We're not in heaven yet, but we own it. <laughs> As, you know, it's part of us. We're going to get there one day because of the Holy Spirit being in us. And so this verse is kind of you know pushing back uh, towards that. The one who keeps God's command lives in him, 
And the only way we can live in him is to know about him, which the Holy Spirit brings to us, and then getting into the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach that word to our hearts so that our moral condition is guided and directed by what the Holy Spirit says. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it says, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gives us. The Spirit just makes it real to us. You, know, you hear people all the time nowadays about something happens. They say, well, make it real, you know, <laughs> and they, they mean a whole different thing. It's just, you know, it's it's really going to come alive to them or whatever it is, you know. But if the Spirit's making it real, then we really know who he is. We know who God is and we trust in him and we follow him. Mm-hmm. A couple more verses, and this is probably going to be one of our shorter cast looking at the time. Um, coming out of Romans eight sixteen. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I mean, how much more clear can it be about that? If you're wondering whether you're a child of God or not, if you're wondering whether you really have a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and you have the Spirit in you, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, He he brings that knowledge to us to where we have a a confidence, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some things you don't have a whole lot of confidence about. You might say, well, I'll try this or I'll try that. And you don't really show it's kind of iffy, you know. But the Spirit is testifying to our spirit that we are (laughs) children of God. Mm -hmm. That's a wondrous, blessed thing that the Holy Spirit brings to us and helps us understand. Uh, And then one more verse. I think it's just one more verse. And this comes from 1 Corinthians 2.14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Now, that's just right out there. When, when people say, well, I understand the Bible, but I just don't believe in it. Well, they don't really believe in it because the Spirit's not there. It's not testifying them that it's true. And so right there, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. They just can't. It's, it's spiritually discerned, okay, which goes on here but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerning only... I lost my place there. And they cannot understand them because they are discerned by... I can't get it out there. Discerned only. only. I couldn't get that word out. Through the Spirit. In other words, the things that the Bible can only... That's what he's saying there, and I kept missing up on that word. Only be discerned by the Spirit of God. So if somebody picks up the Bible, starts reading it, and they say, well, I don't understand any of this. Evidently, Spirit's not there. Okay? If the Spirit's there, eyes are open, and you look at it, and you read it, you go, oh, <laughs> that's what that means. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Because the Spirit illumines us. He gives understanding. He gives us knowledge and, and clarity to be able to, to understand and follow and know. And without that, They'd have nothing. And that's what really gripes me sometimes. People who aren't Christians and they try to explain something used in the Bible and you can just see they're floundering around and not really do anything because they don't have it. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, when you read the scriptures for you really understand what it means, you must have the Spirit. We read that passage back up earlier to the beginning there. Spirit testifying with our spirit gives us that ability here, you know. Mm -hmm. So the person without the Spirit can't accept those things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. I mean, I've had people tell me that before, that the Bible's just a storybook. I mean, that's all it is to them, a storybook. You read it, it's like any other book, go to the library, 
thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books. The Bible's just another one. It's not. It's a whole lot more. All the stuff that is there is the Word of God to us. And with the Spirit, we reverence it. And we read it, we understand it, we change our life according to it, and follow what it tells us to do. And so, spiritual knowledge, a couple of points here. It communicates with our heart. Again, not the pumping organ, but the center of our being, who we are, how we love, how we understand, and all that kind of stuff. The Spirit of God gives us knowledge, and He communicates that directly to our heart, our soul, who we are. Okay? Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, He uses that knowledge sometimes to condemn. If we're sinning and doing the wrong things, the Holy Spirit's going to let us know you are in the wrong change it around okay uh also knowledge can give confidence there are people who who you know need confidence to do anything and the spirit can give them that confidence to do it and to step out i mean i've jokingly told about how i first started preaching i went to seminary and then bible college before that because i wanted to help teach the word of god mm -hmm. or to work with youth originally uh but I never, ever, ever had any thoughts and inclinations whatsoever about getting up to preach. And I just you know, wasn't going to do that. Uh, but while being in seminary, things kind of changed around, and I got put up to a place where I was supposed to go preach. Mm -hmm. And I remember that uh, you had to have a homiletics class before you could go out preaching. And I had taken a Christian ed so far at the beginning. Is that word they go around and do the whole little, you know, breathe? Yeah, breathe. right. That's right. <laughs> that's homiletics, not homiletics. Mm -hmm. Homiletics is a study and structure of scripture. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, you have to add that class. Well, um, the guy that was the dean of students said, well, you know, you, since you're starting to take the Master of Divinity classes, you need to get out there and preach some. I said, no, it's not me. I want to teach stuff. I don't want to preach. And he says, well, go do it. I said, well, no, look. Uh, you have to have the homiletics class to do that. And I haven't had it yet. He said, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll, I'll waive that. Go sign up. And I, we went through an argument back and forth about four or five different times. And finally he looked at me and he said, Litchfield, get over there and sign up. And I, usually a lot of the people were signing up. So I put my name in small print as I could write at the bottom of the thing. Maybe they couldn't even read it. And I thought, well, nobody will even call me. There's so many guys going out and there's only so many places to go to. And lo and behold, I got a note in my box that said, go to this church Sunday and preach. <laughs> and from that point on for the next three years, <laughs> I preached every Sunday. <laughs> and so God was saying, hey, you're going to have confidence one way or the other. Get out there and do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I didn't, didn't, didn't want to do it at that time, but God took me through it. And then uh, it only comes through the Holy Spirit. That's the key lesson right there. Uh, everything about us in our Christian life comes from God, the Holy Spirit being in us teaches us, directs us, guides us, shows us what's wrong, shows us what's right, opens the word up so we can understand it. And that's what we're trying to do in here, explain it to people and hopefully with the Holy Spirit guiding their life, they'll understand what we're doing here as well. Mm -hmm. The end. Okay. <laughs> All right, that was good. Uh, then uh, we're going to move on to our uh, prayer. Prayer verse. Yes. That's right. And then we'll go to our second commercial break all right and then we'll do our closing stuff sounds like a plan yeah i love it when a plan comes together absolutely so let's pray father thank you uh your word is so rich it's powerful 
It directs us. It gives us confidence. It sometimes condemns us. Father, we know there's folks out there that don't know you and the the number of, of what we think of as Christians in the world and Christian churches is declining. Help us as your people to teach the truth wherever we go. Father, we hope that this little broadcast that we do will be able to reach more and more people, that they might hear the truth and that the Spirit might work in them and testify to their hearts so that they will believe and that they will trust in Jesus and they will read the Word and understand it and use it in their life and be directed by it, that their hearts will be changed. Father, we pray that is a a mighty, powerful thing that you can do and only you can do. All we are doing is being faithful to tell the word. So, Father, we hope folks' lives will change. And if it's our broadcast that brings that change around, let us know. Write us a comment and uh, tell us something so we can see what it is. We'd love to hear from you. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for what you're doing. Amen. All right. We'll be right back after this short little message. good little break you know something that uh i was thinking about during that break while i was back at the hotel and everything and we're checking out stuff i had overheard this uh other couple talking and stuff and they were i I couldn't understand everything they were saying Mm -hmm. but this uh uh one one of them said um what if what does it matter if i don't know what apocalypse means and and uh, his wife said yeah it's not like it's the end of the world <laughs> so, what do you got there? <laughs> well, let's take our normal talk here about where you can find all the merch that you just saw in the commercial at St. Life Entertainment Merch. And there's the place to look it up right there. And then, of course, down in the comments below, they will find descriptions about that. And then there's the old Stephen TV, the, the real the Stephen old TV. TV. Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. (laughs) So, moving up in those numbers, people are taking notice of you out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I hope that keeps going. Uh, Someday, we hope to have some better connections so you can do more on that. You were telling us earlier that you had somebody wanted to do an interview with you and our system isn't strong enough to handle the interview. Not, not down here where all the, everything's set up. So Yeah, yeah. it's just, it, it won't make it. The yeah. signal's just no good over here. 
And, of course, last but not least, the woodchuck with Creator Crafts. And where we make all this kind of stuff out here and so much more. Yeah. So, again, I'll throw the advertisement in there. Everybody watching us, uh, come to the Pumpkin Festival. Uh, and while I said most of the people, crafters, are set up on Main Street, we are set up in the field down the hill right by the railroad tracks next to where the Yakin Valley Chamber of Commerce is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff there. These two gourds that are out here are just two of 30-some that we have. And some are as big as these, some are littler. Uh, we have a bunch of them. And so uh, they're all ready to go. And we got a few more things to get ready this week. And then we'll be ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that said, I also want to say... Uh, you know, check out all the stuff that we have in the description down below. You might find something interesting down there. Uh, also, uh, I'm affiliated with uh, Carnivore Crisp, so if you'd like to have a delicious, meaty, crispy uh, meat chip type of thing, because that's what it's basically like, is you know a crispy piece of meat, and uh, it's a great source of protein. And if you use the promo code Stephen TV, all caps, all one word then uh, you'll get uh, 10% off at your checkout. And they're good. I remember yeah. you had a bag and yeah. we ate of them partake. Yeah, we, we partake of them. Like meat potato chips. Which is what I already said. <laughs> um, all right, so that's going to be it for us, for all of us here at the Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Ian Litchfield. This is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time. Bye, folks. Bye.